0: So there, so there, so there, so there, let me know your thoughts. So there, so there, so there, let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep
1: saying, let us know your thoughts?
0: Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead in for so there.
1: So there.
0: Welcome to episode 17 of so So There.
1: there. I'm Gary Doyle and I'm Tom Karamidas. I, I tried to say my name first because Tom Karamidas has gotten in the habit of saying his name first in his subtle attempt to become the star of the show. I'm Not gonna have it. I almost became the solo star of the show last week. Yes, I forgot we had an episode planned. So Tom thought he might do an anger pod where he just r- ranted about me and I did not respond. <laughs>
0: I should. I wasn't there. In retrospect, I should have. I think. I, I think, the t- to take the opportunity to do a solo pod, much like a lot of bands right before they break up, they start doing solo albums. Or perform with the London Philharmonic. It's yes, a collection of our acoustic numbers. <laughs> well, Gary and I, as 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 listeners, uh, no doubt by now have realized, are, are starting to the well is. Perhaps beginning to run a little dry, there's no perhaps about it <laughs> that's our <laughs> lack of
1: viewer mail will attest to no the truth is that i mean there's that, that's mostly the truth but but I'll, I'll I'll also say that people our listeners enjoy our little um, observations on life, and the observations are getting littler every day they're getting littler uh, and uh, uh, but they do enjoy them we've heard we've heard that, and so um we thought that this episode would be our, our listeners would enjoy a collection of those observations, um, a so their grab bag, if you will, of uh, of, of observations and uh, and notations and uh, yeah, human human beingness.
0: So this is uh, this is a, a wild experiment. I would say it's akin to what happened underneath the football stands at the University of Chicago in 1945. What the 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 hell does that mean? The birth of the atomic bomb.
1: Wow. All right. Earth shattering. All right. Um, A little obscure. Well. I think we've lost our audience already. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're down to two people. (laughs) <laughs> We're looking at each other right now with the realization that that's probably true. <laughs> that's why we don't have anything to say. The, the pain of that realization is crushing. Well, would you like to dip into the grab bag first or would you like me to? Sure, I'll start out. So I was in um, Boston with my, uh, my daughter and my bride Um, A couple of months ago and I had an observation that I thought was brilliant and and I said to them I'm gonna share it on the pod. Here's my observation So we were sitting in an outdoor diner an outdoor cafe, and it was in a crowded section of Boston um, I forget the neighborhood Harvard Square or something lots of people walking by and uh, and I made the observation So there were a lot of women walking by and men, but I made the observation about about the women walking by that no two of them wore the same dress. And I just thought you could sit in this chair in this diner all day long and watch the women go by and not one will wear the same thing that another woman wore. I find that kind of remarkable. And I think it's different for men. I think it's more likely that A man would have the same t-shirt or the same pair of cargo shorts. But literally every woman that walked by was dressed differently and I could not believe that this realization never hit me before. It kind of it kind of uh, knocked me off my feet and then I shared it with my wife and daughter and, and they they looked at me like I had one eyeball in the middle of my forehead. So there!
0: I think um, I would agree with that. I think men in general obviously tend to be much more wash and wear. I think men, especially on a trip like you're describing, will really not give a lot of thought to what they're wearing. You know, they have their they have their four polo shirts that they always rotate in the summer. You know, that, 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 you know, I mean, it's jeans and a T-shirt.
1: And really with men, who cares? That's my thought. It's kind of an incredible realization, I thought, an incredible insight into, uh, you know, the sartorial expressions of women, not men, but they never ever wear the same dress. Except that, like, sometimes at the Oscars, they will call out when a star wore the same dress as another star, like it's a faux pas. They wore the same Christian Dior dress, but just in regular life. Nobody dresses the same. No women, no two women dress the same is my observation. But but, but
0: take what you just said for a second ago, at, even at a formal event, right? Men are interchangeable. A tuxedo is a tuxedo, right? No one says, oh, he wore a, you know, a Pierre Cardin tuxedo. I mean, it, it's just a black suit and a, and a tie and they all look the same. I mean, I think men in our society are just generally more generic looking that way and women tend to be the ones that, that that get more attention put on them and take more care themselves in, in what they wear. Men perhaps lack imagination and verve. And verve and panache. Did your, uh, did your wife and daughter agree with this observation?
1: I think they did not disagree with it. However, they thought it was inane and not worthy of comment. I don't agree with that.
0: I think it's worthy of good four and a half minutes of comment thank you I would like to um, I would like to move on Um, when Gary didn't show up for our last podcast and I sat here disassembling the studio fuming I thought brooding all right, brooding a few Perhaps fuming, then brooding. Fuming and brooding. I thought to myself, what I should have done is done a solo podcast completely comprised of all the great ideas I had that Gary Doyle has rejected for the pod. All right, I could have made it kind of a, uh, a cornucopia, if you will, uh, an overflow of, of, of great, fun ideas that Gary has, for one reason or another, given me the back of his hand. So, one of those ideas was a feature that i'd like to call song and dance which is an offshoot of something we visited early on which was oddball lyrics i wanted to give it a formal name song and dance and i thought what we could do in song and dance is discuss a memorable lyric from our formative years and i would like to do that right now i would like to take a song that was recorded by a group called Casey and the sunshine band in the mid-70s The song was called, I'm Your Boogeyman, and I'd like to do a bit of a dramatic reading of some of those lyrics. I'm your boogeyman, that's what I am. I'm here to do whatever I can. Be it early morning, late afternoon, or at midnight, it's never too soon. To want to please you, to want to please you, I want to do it all, all for you. I want to be your, be your rubber ball. I want to be the one you love most of all. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I am your boogeyman. Boogeyman, turn me on. I'm your boogeyman. Boogeyman, do what you want. So there.
1: At least it makes sense as a coherent narrative. And let me just say, I reject... Tom Kermits's ideas, or I should say I have the right to reject Tom Caramidas because I am the creative director of the pod. And notice I said creative director, not a creative director. Creative director, the same thing, that, the same as they call realtors realtors in the in the realtor.com commercial, the Nationals, National Associations of Realtors. So I am the creative director of the pod. Tom is the producer. And so I am allowed. As I do in my job, my day job, I'm allowed to shoot ideas out of the sky if I do not see them uh, to be uh, of my uh, high standard. Let me straighten you out on something. All right. Um,
0: That relationship was intact in our advertising days. Now, Gary Doyle and I have been lifelong friends. We've always found it difficult to work together and as evidenced in, in the podcast as well. I believe we are co-creative directors, and co-producers of the pod. I think we each have veto power over an idea we don't like. I would just offer up that Gary tends to discard more of my ideas than I do of his.
1: Before I, before I got, I backtracked, before I went off on a tangent on being the creative director of the pod, I thought of a song lyric that is less coherent than yours, and yet equally influential on Gary Doyle. She loves to dance, she loves to sing, she loves everything, she loves to move, she loves to groove, she loves the loving thing, <laughs> all night, all night, oh, every night, so hold tight, hold tight, baby. Hold tight. And notice on those last three lines, you couldn't be bothered to write something different. And then the chorus, which is nonsensical if you break it down, any way you want it, that's the way you need it. <laughs> so there. I would like to talk about um, something people do, and that is, there's, there's many... Uh, there's many Unusual and odd and annoying cell phone habits people have, and we've probably talked about them on the pod. But one I would like to talk about are people that, when they talk on the cell phone, hold the cell phone up in front of their face instead of up to their ear. They hold it up to their face, sometimes with the speakerphone on, sometimes not. But it becomes this this thing that they bark into versus talking on the phone. I don't understand that. Is that a fear of brain cancer? I know that waves, cell phone waves have been known to maybe cause brain cancer. Are they trying to ward those off by holding it in front of their skull versus up to their ear where the, the cancer waves might penetrate their skull? I just wonder because it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense but they hold it out in front of them and bark into it. I don't understand.
0: Is it, do you find that both men and women do that or is it more of a because if it was a more of a female thing, I'd think maybe they don't want to get their makeup all over the phone display.
1: I think I'm already treading on thin ice with the women. No women wear the same dress generalization. So I'm not going to say whether men or women are more likely to do it. But, but no, I don't believe it's, it's gender specific.
0: Don't, don't fear acknowledging that there are differences between men and women. All right?
1: Should I fear the sex people?
0: That's a subject for a, a future episode.
1: Jim Furr, are you listening?
0: I don't think Jim Furr listens to the pod. Be our guest all right I had an I had a random observation this This probably won't take very long and and, and it's perfect for the grab bag format. I often wonder, um, if people who work on the weekends are irritated when somebody says to them, have a nice weekend. Right, think about it. You're going to be. Let's say you're working on a new business thing this weekend, and on Friday somebody says, "Hey, Gary, have a good weekend." Does that make you a little angry because you know you're going to be working all weekend and they're not?
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And equally anger-inducing, probably, is the cliched question on a Monday morning. So, what you do this weekend? Good weekend. Well, I uh, I arc welded all weekend. Oh. Well, I water skied Saturday and went to the Cubs game Sunday. And then it's really awkward. Does it irritate you
0: as much as when somebody says to you, feel better? Feel better.
1: Feel better. Here's one. Um, How about if you thank somebody for something? Let's say you're in a restaurant and you say uh, to the waiter, uh, when they bring you a beer, you say, thank you. And the waiter says, No problem. Or no worries. Yes. As opposed to You're welcome. You're welcome. I I didn't know that it was a problem. I didn't think that it was a problem and I didn't think you were worried about it. Yeah. That I that you brought me a beer. I never thought it was a problem and and so it's you didn't need to tell me that it was a problem, not a problem. No problem should be a response
0: to you ask them to go above and beyond what their job is. Right? Can you go out, waiter, and
1: move my car for me? Right. No problem. Right. You lifted my car off of uh, the 82-year-old grandmother that that fell underneath it. I mean, that was incredible.
0: No worries, man.
1: <laughs> I mean, that that would be more appropriate. You know what? Not a problem.
0: While we're on the topic of of, of irritating uh, vocal effects, uh, I'm getting increasingly irritated by some of these. Words that have been invented and some are older than others but uh, I find the word meds gets under my skin. I find the, the Facebook, uh, the Facebook uh, affectation of peeps. Hey, Chicago peeps. Yeah, I don't like that. And I, the first one that always bugged me and this is, this is 25 years old now but veggies. I don't like veggies. Don't forget to eat your veggies. I, just, I, I hate those kind of made up cutesy words. Peeps, yeah. though, is really, to me, I mean, is, is the worst offender of them all.
1: Well, I think Peeps might have been in vogue about 12 years ago. It was in vogue? I'm saying it maybe was 12 no. years ago, but to say it now is, is inexcusable. So there. <music> Has anyone bought a greeting card lately? Has anyone bought a greeting card? I have. When you go to the greeting card section and you pick them out and if you just want something simple that says I'm sorry for your loss or what have you. Not anything elaborate like with a chip that sings, you know, happy birthday or anything like that, a sound chip. Nothing like that. It doesn't nothing pops out at you. It's not three dimensional. It's just say a card that says I'm sorry for your loss with a picture of some flowers on it. That card will cost you 3.99. $3.99 for a, for, a, for a card. It's not a book. You can pay three ninety-nine dollars for a book. And a book is something that's a story that somebody wrote. But it's a card that says, I'm sorry for your loss. Credit, greeting cards are too expensive. And I would like Tom Karamidus to tell me why. Since Tom Karamidus used to be a producer on Hallmark. Thank you. Uh, first of all, you can get
0: Hallmark cards... For a dollar ninety-nine, or even ninety-nine cents, they have different lines. Okay, is that Shoebox? It's Shoebox. They also have a line of cards uh, that's more expensive, that's six or seven dollars, which has a lot of beautiful craftsmanship and things attached to the cards, and makes it more of an event in opening it. I will say say to you now. First of all, I will only buy Hallmark cards. All right, which I think is very unusual for. Uh, for, for a male, I would say, because most men are, tend to be just like the way they dress. They just want to get a card. But early in the days when I worked on Hallmark, uh, I was of the, I'll get American greetings, I'll get whatever is out there, right? I used to go and try to get an American greetings card, and I could not find one that had a sentiment that sounded anywhere near authentic or, 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 or genuine, Hallmark cards are written much better, all right? I will say I said it then and I will say it now. All right? I am a brand believer.
1: I was going to say Tom Caramitis brand believer. Yes. I'm also a brand believer in Aldi, but that's a topic for another day. I like Aldi. I like Aldi. I've I've discovered Aldi. You can get so much at Aldi and you never and, spend and you're, more than 50 bucks. I know. <laughs> I was gonna say you can get your whole cart full of things and somehow it's $41 somehow yeah and it's everything you need it's 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 bread and sugar and cereal and milk and and fruit and and toilet paper and frozen foods and and God knows what else and it's still $41 yeah and there's five aisles and you're out of there in 20 minutes it's
0: great I love Aldi I love Aldi too I have, kind of a, uh, I have kind of a bit of an I wonder why. It's, it's really kind of a head scratcher for me. But I, I, I often, one, when I see people... Isn't make, this
1: whole episode, I wonder why? I wonder
0: why we did this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people who make certain clothing decisions, um, I'm so tempted to ask them. I mean, the, the, uh, one of them is people who wear sunglasses indoors. You know, is that all because of affect and attitude or is there a legitimate reason why they're wearing sunglasses indoors or people who wear a winter coat on a warm day? I mean, I really am tempted to ask them what went into the decision. I, and, and I'm not, I wouldn't do it out of malice or, or to make fun of them. But I honestly, on a day when it's 80 degrees and somebody's wearing like a jacket and there's no rain in the forecast, why do they feel the need to put that jacket on? It distracts me.
1: How about people who wear T-shirts with sayings on them? Like, it'll just say on the front of the shirt, stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> That'll just be the words. Or something like that. And people wear those shirts. Okay, but that could have been a gift. That could have
0: been What a makes gag- you think that'd be a gift? Well, you know, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a, an expression they shared with, with, a, with a friend. It was an inside joke so there
1: as the creative director and by the way I just created this pronunciation tonight and I'm pretty excited about it Tom Karamidus is doing as the creative director of the pod um, as I've said I am the gatekeeper of what is a good idea and what isn't but I will admit freely admit that Tom Karamidas came up with this idea for a discussion point that i would like to talk about if a dog if your dog poops on your cell phone is it okay to continue using that cell phone so my my pug dog lou my beloved pug dog Lou, uh, we were coming back from the vet he, he was sick or something had something wrong with him we were come back from the vet in the car very wound up all wound up from the vet we are done but he was all wound up and he's kind of doing circles on the car seat and my cell phone was on the car seat and all of a sudden he just squatted down and took a poop on my cell phone. Just pooped on the cell phone. And so Tom Keramidas posed the question, is it okay to keep using your cell phone after your dog has pooped on it? I'm not here to answer that question. I'm just I'm just repeating Tom Kermitis' question. I did continue using it.
0: All right. Well, but here's what it comes down to though, okay? Would you have made the same decision? if it was a stray dog that had pooped on your
1: cell phone? It depends on the breed. When I crowdsourced names for Lou, I asked Facebook to name them and people had a lot of many, a lot of great names like Romeo and, uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know, Frank, uh, <laughs> and, Lou, and Lou. And, uh, Tom Karamidas' suggestion was "Voltan the Unyielding." Voltan the Unyielding, which would have stuck if your
0: if your family hadn't rejected it.
1: Uh, Every idea, nope. Just not good enough. Nope. Don't like it. Nice try, Sparky. (laughs) Two words: pizza delivery.
0: By the way, can I say one thing about pizza delivery before we go? I am absolutely dumbfounded by this campaign that Domino's is running. Where have you seen this, These commercials where they say if the if the street is, if there's a pothole somewhere on the route to your home, Domino's will come and repair it. Does that feel like the most random, stupid thing you've ever heard? Have you seen these commercials?
1: Yes. Did you
0: did you create them? Is that why you're being so silent? <laughs> No.
1: It's brand as savior. That's what many advertising agencies have, are now doing for their clients. It's not enough to make ads about their product. They now have to provide some utility to the user. And we are going to, Domino's, not just make you a good pizza, we're going to fix your roads. <laughs> just, why not say, we're going to upgrade your
0: electrical get grid. I mean, it just felt so utterly random and unrelated to pizza. It's almost like they that somebody at Domino's had some deal with a paving company and they served it up to the agency here. do something with this
1: this has been the So there grab bag episode I think we've
0: overwhelmed
1: the listeners with well, we'll see uh, just a reminder, we've talked about a lot of things tonight, and if you'd like to comment on any of them, you may write us at so there at Yahoo.com. Quickly write us at so there at Yahoo.com before Yahoo goes out of business because they are uh, uh, scraping by by the skin of their teeth. If you're
0: listening right now, please write us because what's going to happen? I'm telling you right now, you're going to forget. You're going to forget all these the pearls of wisdom that we've thrown at you. <laughs> We're all busy. Hey, man, I'm really busy. And until next time. This is Tom Karamidas and Gary Doyle saying
1: so there. So there.